Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to On the Bench. We've had some very somber and downright depressing instant reaction podcasts over the last 300 days. But for the first time in 300 days, we're here to celebrate. For the first time in 300 days, we're here to talk about a Florida State victory. I'm Josh Newberg. I've got my boys, Christy and Brendan Sinone here with me. And that's right. For the first time in nearly 300 days, Florida State football can celebrate a win. The Knolls earned their first win of the season as they defeated Syracuse 33-30 to on a walk-off field goal as time expired by Ryan Fitzgerald. Um, Brendan, sum this one up for me. What did it mean to, to the program? I just – I want to say that – I want to thank myself for wearing that tank top on Thursday and getting this dub for the program. That's what I want to do. Oh. No, it was it, – Thank like you, Brendan. Said, you guys are well. Everyone's welcome. I Everyone. wear the tank next Thursday. Sun's out, guns out. UNC ain't ready for this. Oh no, we're it was tanking. Really, really... We're tanking for UNC. Is that what you would call it? Oh. <laughs> it was good to see, man. It was fun to see a win. Uh, the re- the reaction when Ryan Fitzmagic makes that uh makes that field goal. It uh, the weight of the world lifted off this team's shoulders. They lost three games by a score and to to finally find a way to to pull one out. It was ugly, plenty of flaws um, in some ways probably didn't necessarily deserve to win this game, but but you know what? Uh, They kept fighting and and they gave themselves a chance. And uh, like I said, weight of the world kind of lifted off their shoulders. We'll see where they go from here, but, but it was nice to cover a win for a change. Yeah. Jordan Jordan Travis finished 22 of 32 for 131 yards and two passing touchdowns. Chris, uh, Jordan Travis kind of did a little bit of everything, whether it was planned or unplanned, but yeah, he carried the team. Um, what did you see from the offense and Travis and Jordan Travis? Well, I mean, the passing game was very much horizontal, not a whole lot of yards on air and the throwing, a lot of screen action. Mm-hmm. The one the one negative play was the interception, which wasn't really on Jordan. It was Cam McDonald whiffing on a block, and the guy he should have blocked is one that picks it off. But it's a play that FSU went to a lot in that game and kind of finally paid for it. But, yeah, as you said, Jordan Travis made it go. And on that last drive when FSU went 63 yards and I think about 63 seconds, <laughs> Jordan Travis had two huge runs on that to set up that field goal. So, he got it done with his feet. I think he had one run of 20 or more yards entering the game today on the season. Mm-hmm. He had three today in the game. When that happens, good things happen for FSU offensively. You know, we all know they're limited offensively. The O-line is banged up. Maurice Smith got it through and played well. They were a lot better when Maurice came in because Bavion started pretty rough on the day. Um, but that offense can only do so much. Like, yeah. you know, we're not expecting miracles. They posted 33 points on the day. I, I think you're satisfied with that. And they did a good job against the Syracuse defense that creates havoc of not really allowing havoc to get better of them. 
Right. Um, Brandon, Florida State jumped out to a 9-0 lead early on, but they gave Syracuse plenty of chances to get back in this one. But in the end, Adam Fuller's defense bends but doesn't break. Um, speak about the defensive performance a little bit. Once again, I'm walking home and the Sod Cemetery is playing. There's not even anyone around who could have hit it, which is kind of creepy because it's October. I don't know why the Sod Cemetery is playing. Uh, the defense had its moments where they were flat out great against a really pedestrian, maybe pedestrians even kind, uh, generous, a subpar offense that only does one thing well, which is run the ball. Uh, and they were really good. They had multiple three and outs to start off the game. They had multiple three and outs in the second half. The issue is when, when, they, when they did bend and break, they really broke and allowed some chunk plays and uh, some of the crossing patterns they allowed through the air, kind of an inexplicable touchdown they gave up on third and long in the second half was a matter of just the, the defense not getting the play calls in and, and some substitution issues and just kind of panicking. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to, to not be pleased with. Syracuse haven't, hasn't scored this many points against anyone all season except for Albany. Um, that being said, that goal line stand was pretty special and I think showed, you know, the strength of this defense is, is the run defense. Kalen Deloach kind of growing up in front of our eyes is pretty, pretty cool. He was a guy who wasn't expected to be a factor entering the year and has really worked his way into not just the starting lineup, but being a very capable player. Jermaine Johnson making hustle plays all over the place. Garrett Thomas having himself a game. I mean, Johnson out there making some money. Yeah, he's made a lot of money for himself this year. He bet on himself and, it, and it's paid off. Handsomely, I, I'd imagine there are a handful of NFL scouts here today. But sure no, 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 no. Shout out 11. to uh, Keir Thomas as well. He's very active and very disruptive today. And Fabian Lovett, too. Those are three transfers that have taken the past two classes in the trenches who've helped out. His presence, Fabian Lovett's like he, he goes on stretches for a period of time where he dominates the game. And and I'm pretty sure he was in there in that goal light stand. It was him and Coop that, that pushed yeah. back uh, the, the offensive line to let let Deloach kind of get in there and, and stand up straighter. So, I mean, there's good things they did on, on defense. Uh, there's bad things they did on defense. And that's kind of been, you know, what, it, what it's been. Um, but, you know, they, they played much better situationally. I think they only gave up two third down conversions on 12 attempts for Syracuse. And, and Syracuse was 0 for 3 on fourth down. So, I mean, where they were a week ago with the third down defense and situationally, much, much better. And that's something to, to build on. I think the big concern going forward, Josh, is the secondary still gets exposed a lot. And I just don't know what fixes you have for that. They were, they were depleted with injuries today. That certainly doesn't help, but but that's still, you know, with UNC coming up, and we'll get into that in the week, that, that is concerning mm-hmm. with, with Sam Howell, that offense, what it can do uh, and vertically. But, but for this week, you know, they played well situationally and hats off to the defense. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what did you think of the uh, the offensive production from the running backs? I, I know Jay Sean Corbin was kind of the workhorse, but we saw some um, very timely runs by Trayshawn Ward as well. Yeah, Ward only had two rushes on the game, but one of them went for 65 yards and set up a touchdown. Hugely important moment for FSU. Um, he got wrenched down by the face mask. They also got the running backs pretty heavily involved in the screen game. I think both of those guys had five receptions each, if I recall correctly. I know Corbin definitely did. I think Ward did as well. And then Cam McDonald also had five receptions, if I'm remembering correctly off the top of my head. Um, yeah, yeah r- real quick, the offensive numbers uh, between Trayshawn Ward, Jay Sean Corvin, and then Jordan Travis just running the ball. If you counted receptions, runs, and, and Jordan Travis's runs, uh, between those three, 65% of the offense went through those guys. So I know people want more running for Trayshawn Ward. I get it. I think more than two is needed. 
he does get seven touches. Jay Sean Corbin gets 19, Jordan Travis 19 runs. So that's probably the formula you need is those three getting about 65, 70% of your offensive touches to, to have a chance to win games. Yeah, we'll definitely get more into personnel usage when you guys have a, t- a chance to rewatch this and we talk on Monday. I definitely want to talk more about that. Um, let's talk a little special teams. Special teams wins the game for Florida State. So, hey, that's, a, that's, that's great. But Florida State special teams almost damn near gave this thing away. Um, they tried to. Ontario Wilson fumbles the punt, gives it back to Syracuse in great field position. Um, Florida State's kick return and punt return could not do a thing today. But in the end, they do win it on a field goal. Yeah, um, I mean, Pokey Wilson muffing that punt's a huge moment. That's a momentum switch. FSU felt like they had momentum, and it kind of screeched to a halt with that play. Also, to miss extra point, you're not in a tied game situation there at the end if you hit the extra point. So, yeah, it's great. Fitz came back and hit the kick of the game winner. Great for him. Happy for the young man. But, yeah, they can't keep affording to have miscues in that phase of the game, especially with the amount of time they dedicate to it. And, I mean, kick returns were just kind of a – they weren't enjoyable to watch in real time. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to like them when I go back and watch. I mean, there's one example. I think it was Ja'Kai Douglas. He's running like half speed. Yes, it was him. I I think he's waiting for something to open up. But, like, no, that's not how it works. No. They have to get more out of that phase of the game. And the kickoff coverage return – uh, return coverage, excuse me, was also uh, pretty porous. And again, like Chris said, it's inexplicable, like the amount of time they spend on that. Like, I don't know what the disconnect is. I can't explain it or give you a good uh, answer for it. And they were sound on special teams last year, other than uh, other than kicking. Like, they, they were sound in coverage units. I just, it, it's bizarre to me. Well, this was a much needed win for Florida State. Starting this season 0-4, Waking up to Travis Hunter in Athens today. I mean, this fan base was on the verge of a breakdown at about 3 p.m. right before kickoff. Thankfully, Florida State pulls it out 33 to 30. Um, guys, just before we get out of here, I'll throw it to you first, Chris. But taking a step back, what, is this, what does this win mean for the program? It's a building block. It's where you got to start. You got to win one before you can win two. I mean, the key for them is keep cleaning things up, especially defensively. You can be a pretty good defensive unit at times. Try to be more consistent with that. Offensively, you know, for me personally, it's lean into the identity. You're a run-based team. Jordan Travis makes you a better offense when he's running the ball. You're more dynamic with him running ball. It's what you got to be. So it's get back to practice, clean things up improve in the areas where you're still hurting yourself too much and go from there. Uh, Like Chris said, you got to win one before you can win two. And I don't want to turn this Josh into something that it isn't. Uh, You didn't cover against a pretty average Syracuse team, but the flip side, what pretty bad Syracuse team. I mean, they're three and one, (laughs) they're they're three and one. They just beat, they just shut down uh, three and two. Well, now, yeah, now, you know, I, listen, it, I don't want to turn this into, hey, they got everything figured out. This is all fixed now. Someone's like riding an ATV in the parking garage. That's pretty cool. Um, but they figured out a way to finish a game, and it wasn't pretty. Uh, there was miscues and, and catastrophic errors, frankly, 
on offense, defense, and special teams, but also uh, offense, defense, special teams all got big stops or big moments at the end of the game to, to kind of finish things off. So, yeah, yeah be, be, before you can really start evolving as a program, this is the kind of game you have to figure out a way to win. They figured it out. wasn't pretty. We'll see if they can build on it. We'll see. But it, it was good for them to, I think, to kind of get that monkey off their back and to, to come through with, with a win um, and, yeah, see where they can – grow from here. One last point I'll make is I think the offense does kind of figure out their identity finally mm-hmm. uh, with Jordan Travis. Again, not pretty, but you scored 30 again, 33 against Syracuse. That's the most that anyone scored against in this season. Um, so, so that is something. And yeah. I think he realized the heavy deuce of Jay Sean Corbin, Trey Sean Ward, and Jordan Travis, if he can run and, and get you the ball uh, horizontally, maybe throw some splash vertical plays in there. So building block potentially. Yeah, I agree. Um, we'll dig more into this game on Monday. I think we covered the bare minimum right now. And at the end of the day, it's a 33 to 30 win. We haven't gotten on here in a long time and discussed a win. So enjoy it tonight, fellas. Um, we will see you guys on Monday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.